0: Welcome to The First Draft Club, a podcast to help you write your book with joy, clarity, and maybe a few coffee stains. If you're working on a novel or a memoir, whether you haven't written creatively since seventh grade English, or you have an MFA in creative writing, this podcast is for you. I am here to help you fight through resistance and finish your draft. I'm Mary Atkins. You can find my three novels, When You Read This, Privilege, and Palm Beach, At your favorite bookstore if you live in nashville you might run into me at the local farmers market on a saturday morning i'll be the one chasing the four-year-old who's just stolen the bell that signals the start of the market that is a true story each episode of this podcast i will be tackling a hot writing topic from how to write when you aren't inspired to how to get a literary agent i'll share my strategies for tackling questions and problems that all authors face as we make our way to the final page. Each episode is short. We get in and we get out so you can get back to your life and your writing. And this season, you can check out the video versions of my podcast episodes on my YouTube channel. So if you want to watch, just go to the episode description where you'll find the link to my channel. Have you gotten my free training on how to write your dream book with a full-time job and a life? I want to send it to you. If you're working on a novel or memoir, this one-hour training will change your writing life. And I really mean that. I'm not being hyperbolic. Just go to thebookincubator.com to apply for my program, The Book Incubator. The application is only two questions plus your contact information. And if you're accepted, I'll send you the free training along with information on the program with no obligation to enroll. You get the free training walking you through my process of writing a book no matter what. And you will love it. Trust me. So go to thebookincubator.com. It takes less than five minutes and will be well worth your time. Okay, with that, let's get to the episode. In today's episode, I am sharing 3 things that no one tells you about getting a literary agent. So first, let me cut to the chase. Yes, you probably need a literary agent. There are two exceptions though. So one would be if you are self-publishing. Okay, so you don't need a literary agent if you're self-publishing. And two, you don't need a literary agent if you're only pursuing small publishers that accept submissions directly from writers. These small publishers will say on their website, excuse me, smaller or independent publishers, as opposed to the big five, as they call them, publishers, will say on their website if they accept what they call unrepresented submissions, um, or they'll say, you know, we accept submissions directly from authors. But there are not too many of these, and so you would need to seek them out. Also know that if you do this, you'd be limiting yourself to only you know, that set of publishers. Now on, on rare occasions, big publishers will open up a small window of time when they'll accept submissions directly from writers, but this is almost always limited in scope to underrepresented groups, meaning groups of writers who are not typically published because of historical bigotry and bias. But That's not very common, and it's only for a month or two here and there. Those are great opportunities for sure if you don't have an agent yet, Um, but I still think uh, having an agent is a good idea, just in the same sense that having a lawyer in court is a good idea. An agent represents you and, um, as a professional, is likely to get you a better deal by negotiating with publishers, whether that publisher is large or small. So what is a literary agent? Okay, a literary agent, again, is the person who's gonna send out your book to publishers and get you a book deal. Think of them sort of like a matchmaker for your book. And for me, getting an agent was the hardest part of my entire writing career. Which I tell you to say, this is the uphill part. This is the part that typically takes people months, sometimes even years. It comes with a lot of rejection and it's where many writers give up. But once you get the agent, I promise that it gets easier. This is the biggest hurdle. So I'm going to share three things about literary agents that people seem most surprised by that are really important for you to know. First, you do not pay your literary agent up front. If an agent wants you to pay them up front, that's sketchy. That's not standard. So I would be wary. The standard agreement, at least as of this, as of this taping, <laughs> the standard agreement as of this recording in 2022 um, in North America is for an agent to take 15% of the revenue from the book deals that they negotiate for you. And that is going to include your advance you know, on your royalties you get an advance before the book comes out. Um, and then of course, if, if you make more than your advance and royalties, you'll start getting royalty checks. Agents will take that 15 commission on all of that. The advance. Yes. The royalties. Yes. All of it. So agents don't make money until you make money. It is a commission based structure. Now for book deals outside of your home country or Again, for those of you living in North America, uh, meaning your, your foreign book contracts, your same agent will typically still represent you, but the standard commission is a little higher. It's typically 20%. And this is because your agent is usually going to be working with a co-agent abroad in the, the country where, the, where they're trying to sell your book um, to, uh, to sell it there. Okay, and each of them will take 10%, so they'll, they'll split that commission and you will pay 20%. Point is, don't pay an agent up front. Be very skeptical um, if an agent uh, suggests that kind of payment arrangement. The second thing people don't always realize is that bigger isn't necessarily better, meaning a more senior agent, an agent who has been an agent for longer, who maybe has some really big names, is not necessarily better for you as an author. Yes, they may be more prestigious or well-known in the publishing industry. Yes, it sounds really cool. It'll get you some street cred, you know, if if you could say that you and John Grisham share an agent. But often a literary agent who represents really big names, again, has has been in the industry quite a while, which A, means they may not be taking on new clients or as many new clients. You know, it, it could just be more rare. And B, they may not be as hungry and eager as newer agents, um, which means not only may it be harder to kind of, you know, work your way through to even get their attention, um, but also um, I'm not saying I, I feel like if any if any agent signs you, I, I my hope and expectation would be that they would. Obviously, like work their hardest to get you a book deal, Um, but it's more just this isn't necessarily going to be the best match for you. Younger, meaning um, not not literally age wise, but like newer to the industry, agents thinking that they don't have, um, they're not well connected or they don't have enough industry relationships. I have found to be um, a misconception because these newer agents are often at well established agencies that themselves have relationships with publishers, or they may be newer agents, but they have come from another part of the industry. Um, It's not uncommon within publishing for people to move between writing, editing, and agenting. Um, And so, you know, maybe that, yeah, maybe they were an editor at a publishing house before. So they know editors at their old publishing house. Or in my case, my agent was a literary, literary agent abroad who had been working in the UK, and she had recently come to the US and was looking to sign new clients. So in that sense, she was kind of quote unquote new when, when I started working with her um, seven or so years ago. But she had lots of experience abroad and a lot of foreign rights contacts, which tr- turned out to be incredibly helpful when we were selling my books abroad. The point is, don't assume that a younger or newer agent is not the way to go and that you want to be pitching more senior agents as your top choice just because they've represented big names at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. I think often the best way to, p- to go in, in pitching or querying is to look for more junior agents or newer agents because they are actively building their client lists. You know, they're, they're hungry. They're, they're wanting people to, um, to represent. And that's really good for you. Um, and it can be a really good match for you. Hey, before I go on, I just want to interrupt myself to say that if you are loving this podcast, you can find a lot more where this came from on my YouTube channel, which is linked to in the episode notes of this episode. You can also learn about working with me on your book by going to thebookincubator.com. Okay, back to the episode. The third thing that you don't always realize is that literary agents are not just salespeople. They're not just there to sell your book. Now, of course, that's their primary focus. They're, they're hoping to get you a good book deal and to negotiate on your behalf. But the best agents can often be very creative-minded too. Mine, uh, My agent, Clara, has worked with me on all of my books. Um quite a bit often before we send them out. She'll give me notes. She has brilliant ideas. She helps me make them better. And this is pretty common. I'm not an outlier in this way. Most of my friends have had similar relationships with their agents. Now, of course, I've, I've heard some cases of agents being pretty hands-off and more just being there to negotiate the deal itself, but that is a lot more rare than an agent who likes to be involved in the writing process with you. So those are the three things I did not um, i did not know about literary agents before I was deep in the querying process and or, you know, got one myself. And so I hope today has been helpful. Um, I will see you next week for the last episode of this season. If you're still listening, I'm guessing that you're writing a book or want to write a book. And if so, I want to hear from you. Because when I'm not writing, my mission in life is to help writers write their dream books. I love it, I live for it. Because before I published my novels, I first had to figure out how to write one. And this wasn't easy because none of the writing classes I had taken had shown me how to actually write a novel. It wasn't until I had a newborn at home and only a little bit of time to write every day that I came up with a process. And that process worked. I wrote my entire novel during my eight week maternity leave. Now, I teach that process in my program, The Book Incubator, and it has worked for dozens of other writers. If you're curious to know more and to see if maybe this is the right fit for you, I have a free video walking you through my process for writing a book, and you can get it by going to thebookincubator.com and just telling me a little bit about yourself and what you're looking for. So go to thebookincubator.com, fill out the short form, and you'll hear from me within 72 hours. Happy writing. Thanks for listening and see you next week.